2: Three, two,
3: one. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy.
2: Fantasy. Oh. Set,
4: That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. And you just jumped That's what right, Yeah! That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah! I'm okay. back! Let's go! Look at this, guys. You mentioned Hall of Fame legend coming on the show, and look who decides to show up. The Jester is back. Let's just go ahead and welcome him in. We can just start with the introductions. Welcome back, Fred, the Jester Reyes. I am back from my
5: layoff. I am back from my layoff. I am here for the show. Let's go.
4: All right. He is a true team player, as they say. (laughs) Let's also welcome in Justin Jesus
6: Herrera. Heyo, let's go. It's time. <laughs> Fantasy freaking show of the people, and we are bringing the people a treat tonight. Let's get going. I don't even want to talk anymore. Let's get going.
4: Yeah, forget the people. We just turn this off and hang out with Leroy the rest of the night, man. Forget about it. All right, let's also welcome to the studio, Nick, you got Flander and Macaronis.
7: Biggest show of the year. Let's get it going.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. When you started off on the summer vacation, Green Bay, Wisconsin was not the destination I would have thought that we were looking forward to the most. But we certainly are because we do have a Hall of Fame legend, Leroy Butler, in the building tonight. The reason I am starting with that first is because we have a giveaway. So if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. Leroy has blessed us with the jersey. All of our fellow subscribers, just hit the subscribe button. We're giving that away, and this great marketing idea hall of fame weekend check that out so you want to hit the subscribe button get into the contest also don't forget visit us tssfantasy.com we have all the latest and greatest on there including our um, round table which will have exclusive articles from greg oj the juices loose mayor his rankings on there as well we're also doing the show on your fantasy league so if you want to take your fantasy league to the next level you'll want to check that out as well Also, as before mentioned, it is fantasy season. It's getting about that time. Go to Underdog Fantasy. Hit the promo code TSS. Why? We're going to double your deposit up to $100. And when we have our contest this year, we're going to include Gatorland tickets. We're going to include tickets to the Miami Americas team, a Miami Dolphins, to come down with us for a great experience. A lot of great stuff on hand, so you want to get on that why do we do that, Fred? You're you're back. So why do we do that, bro? Why do we do that? Oh, you can't hear me. Did he
6: forget his line? Justin, why do we do that, sir? Oh, because we're the fantasy show. Of the- okay, <laughs> because we can.
2: And we well, two we reasons.
6: Can. Two reasons because Nick, because we can, because we're the fantasy That's- show of the Nick. Nick, come on, people, people,
2: There
6: we go, back. Nick now, can, can finally hear us. Thank God,
4: he's back. Got technical <laughs> difficulties. All right, we're in Green Bay. I don't want to keep our guests waiting. Um, we're in Green Bay tonight. Let's get Doctor Miller's house call on the way, Green Bay edition.
5: Look, I'm a doctor, not an escalator. Spock, give me a hand.
4: dr miller is in the studio tonight if you got the wine i got the cheese because we're in green bay wisconsin tonight welcome into the studio dr jeffrey miller
8: so glad to be here in green bay with you
4: indeed we are glad to have you this is a fun place to be in indeed especially if you're a football connoisseur and tonight no, no other bigger honor than we have Hall of Famer, the inventor of the Lambo Lambo Leap, excuse me, Leroy Butler in the house. He'll be coming in after your house call. Let me shut up so I can get to it. Um, talking about the Packers this season, Aaron Jones. A lot of big um, of emphasis on the run game this year. Not they want to kind of lean off Aaron a little bit, maybe run a little bit more. Durability is going to be the question for Aaron Jones. So I ask you, sir, what is his percent
8: to the bench? One of the things we look at in this segment to predict future performance is just past performance, right? And so here's a back who's played a complete season only once in his five years. That record alone, you know, looking at his games missed in the past would indicate he's going to miss one to two games. Not a whole lot remarkable from the last couple of months here. But based on that record, we're going 80% to the bench for Aaron Jones.
4: Listen, if you're not looking to get A.J. Dillon anyway, there's something wrong with you. you got to get Captain Thunder Thighs for the later part of the season when it's cold. You want the big quads to wrap around your fantasy championship. That's your got to get it around, Aaron Jones. All right, now, again, we talked about Obviously, Devontae Adams is now gone. So, I, you know, I mentioned earlier that want to maybe lean a little more on the run game. But Aaron's still got to throw the ball a little bit. Got, he's got some aging guys on, on his receiving core. So let's go to one of them. Let's talk about Sammy Watkins. He's certainly getting up there in age, had some injury issues in the past. What say you sir? What is Sammy Watkins
8: percent to the bench? Yeah, I think him teaming up with Aaron Rodgers certainly increases Watkins' ceiling. It's not hurting him. He's averaging 12 games a season over his career. Not not really the best statistic right there in his favor. So Aaron Rodgers may help Sammy Watkins' productivity, may help his points per game, but I'm not expecting he's going to help his durability that much. So given that he hasn't played a complete season since his rookie campaign, we're going 90 percent to the bench, Sammy Watkins.
4: Yeah, with um, the other aging receivers on this team, Christian Watson, watch out, out, excuse me, say that three times fast. The young rookie selected in the draft could be just by default a target monster this season. Just make sure you watch out for your fantasy drafts. All right, Dr. Miller, thanks for closing out the NFC North with us. Next week, we're
8: on to the AFC North. We appreciate you. Want to make sure your listeners caught this sage advice from the commissioner. As you draft wrap big quads around your roster big quads are like
4: a fleece blanket during christmas time and that's what you want for your fantasy team all right ladies and gentlemen we appreciate you dr miller have a good one sir The dock is in, and then he was out. Let's bring in our guest from Green Bay, Wisconsin.
2: Go, Pat, go! Go, Pat, go! Go,
4: back go! Now it's important to note. Tonight, tonight, <laughs> Larry. Hey, there's the jersey right there. Leroy Butler bringing it out, oh, showing everybody yeah. what time it is. Gotta you see that it.
6: patch? You see that patch? That's oh my That's god! All legend
4: right there. And and Justin, you kind of messed me up a little bit because I wanted to bring Leroy in after we brought these guests in. Because I got. Let me just go ahead and play it though. It's cool though. I'm gonna go ahead and play it now. I wanted to introduce you this way, Leroy, because this was the. This is the way we really wanted to bring you in right here. This is the first Lambeau
3: leap. Here's Evans back to throw on second down. They chase him out of the pocket. The screen. And he sets a screen up, and it's knocked down at a 38-yard line. a fumble. And a tackle. Do the Packers have the ball? Apparently they do. And they're going to give it Roy to the pa- goes to the touchdown. Is that a touchdown or not? Well, they don't know whether to call it. Nobody wants to call anything. If, uh, the officials are going to confer. Let's see what they're going to do here. I thought he was tackled. Did he fumble or did they get a touchdown? It is a touchdown for Leroy Butler. Holy cow, and the fumble recovery. And the Packers go up 20 to nothing. Oh, what a play. I didn't even see it, Jim, but this may definitely bring back instant replay. Because I don't think one official on the field knew what happened. I I didn't either. either.
4: leave the dance in, too. The whole dance was perfect. Had to bring it bring it out for you. Absolutely. Welcome to our studio. We're humble. We'll start with him first. Leroy Butler, Hall of Fame 2022 inductee. Welcome to our studio, sir.
9: Well, it's an honor and a pleasure. I love seeing that. <laughs> and those fans. And then the one that was really funny, you see the security guy trying to steal the ball away from me i said give me that ball
4: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and if you ever want a a history question um for jeopardy or something how about reggie white giving you that lateral how cool is that i didn't know that until i watched it i was like oh my god this is so cool very cool moment indeed we appreciate (laughs) you being here tonight Let's also welcome the two to the studio, Pat Fitzmorris, if I'm saying that correctly. I wanted to get you on earlier, make sure I said it right. He's from uh, the managing editor for fantasy pros and betting pros. Welcome to the studio, sir.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. And you did get the name right. I appreciate it. Thank you. 50 awesome. 50 shot. Yes, indeed. Appreciate that.
4: JJ Leahy, uh, from Packers Net Podcast and PackersTalk.com. Welcome to the studio, JJ.
10: Hey, thank you for having me. Uh, I know you guys needed a Patsy to come on and do trivia with Leroy and make sure there's no (laughs) chance that I would, uh, you know, upend Leroy. Super looking forward to this. (laughs) All right. Well, we we appreciate you playing the humble pie card. And then
4: also into the studio, Vince, a friend of ours, we did some broadcasting for some northern Louisiana football over the spring. Lots of good stuff from Vince from the Sports Stole Podcast. Welcome to the studio, sir.
11: Greatest pass ever thrown by a Packer was Reggie White throwing it, receiver Leroy Butler. Uh, man, I love the Goosebumps watching that. Yeah, it brings me right back to my couch as a kid. Love it. That's awesome. That's awesome good thank stuff you. thank you
4: YouTube for letting me do that I appreciate it so let's, <laughs> let's talk about the uh, 2022 Packers outlook last year we know 13 and 4 pretty nasty indeed but we do know what happened in the playoffs we got to the 49ers and they hey listen not for nothing the 49ers were hot when it mattered um, came in shut down Aaron 13 to 10 the final score last year you guys offensively were ranked 10th overall. Tenth in points scored, eighteenth versus the rush and eighth. I'm saying versus eighth, uh, eighteen in rushing, eight and passing. in passing. And defense. Here's the verses. You were ninth overall, fourteenth against point uh, points against eleven versus the rush and tenth versus the pass last year. Um, in the offseason, you lost linebackers, to Darius Smith, wide receiver. We know Devonta Adams. We know that. Um, uh, Valtes Scantley was is gone as well. Linebacker Oren Burks and guard Lucas Patrick also gone. You did add Sammy Watkins um, and Jared Reed, and also punter Pat O'Donnell, which who knows it might end up end up being your savior. You never know. Um, also, so for your two first round picks this year, um, we went defense linebacker Quay Walter and Devontae Wyatt. Um, and then obviously Christian Watson was the was the pickup as well. Romeo Dobbs, another receiver you guys picked up. So whom, there could be some you know sleeper value there as well. But we'll talk about that later. My prediction, 11 and 6 for you guys. A little bit of a step back with Devontagon. But again, the NFC is not really that big of a bear to tame. So you definitely have a shot to at least get to the NFC championship from where I'm sitting. Let's go with the man, the myth, the legend, Roy Butler, my friend. You tell me, sir, give me your outlook for the 2022
9: Packers. Well, yeah, I, I, first of all, it's an honor to be on with you guys and girls and everybody watching. To me, uh, the last three years they won 13 games. Matt Lafleur set a lot of records. But this is it's, it's about the Super Bowl. So to me, Devontae Adams leaving, that's hundred. 100- and 69 targets. They got to make that up somewhere. It's going to be receiver by committee. But if you look at this particular team, they don't necessarily have to be the favorites anymore. I remember number one overall seed, Tom Brady comes in. Number one overall seed. That doesn't matter anymore. What matters is you got to be built for the playoffs. So this is Matt LaFleur's legacy now. But people are going to say, what are you going to do when you get into a crunch? It was always Devontae Adams. Now with Robert Tanya not being there, you got Josiah DeGuard tight end. But thank you to the Minnesota Vikings. They were able to do some business with the Packers so you were able to get Christian Watson. But my overall outlook for the Packers, are, I think 11 games is fair. I think it's fair. I mean, could you think Devontae out two games? But to me, it's about the opportunities on special teams with the worst in the league. Just do the fundamentals and you go to the Super Bowl. So they're cleaning all that up. I sound like Mike McCarthy. They're cleaning all that up to say that the reason why they didn't get a a wide receiver in the first round, guys, is because they feel like defense wins championships. You got to stop people. Let me take you back real quick. You remember Debo Samuels, they put him back on kickoff return. He brought it to the 50, a special team. And it was third and seven. He limps into the huddle. They give him a handoff, he picks up nine. So the defense, although it was top nine, opportunities, they got to they get right on the opportunities. So if Aaron Rodgers, he won't have the gaudy numbers of pass, won't be the MVP maybe, but it, who cares about MVPs anymore? It's about the Super Bowl win 11 games, get a home game in Lambeau Field, and guess what? I'm expecting them to be in Arizona.
4: Could be true, especially if they start leaning a little bit more on the running game. And funny you brought that up. As Since we've been doing this summer tour as I'm looking at these teams, you can see what they lost. And then I'm like, okay, now now their draft makes sense. They lost linebackers, lost a lot on defense. So, yeah, let's start building up through the draft. So that makes perfect sense. I totally agree. Let's go to you, Vince. You are look like the tag team partner down there at the bottom. Give me your 2022
11: outlook. Oh, for man, bring it. <laughs> oh man, I love what the Packers did this offseason. And it goes back to what Leroy just talked about, the defense, right? They built, uh, maintained. That special team has gotten – it should be much better. They got the best special teams coach in the league. Uh, he went out and got the punt that he wanted. Uh, they went out and got some other guys that can play special teams that should help that, fix that. It's been a problem for a long, long time. Uh, there in Green Bay, but the defense looks stout. And if they can come in and losing to Devontae Adams is definitely an issue, but what they're doing on defense, I think actually makes up for that. And they're going to lean on that defense to hold them to, you know, what, 10, 13 points a game. And then from there, it's just putting up, you know, anywhere from 14 to 21 points, and they'll win games from there. Aaron Jones, uh, you talked about the quad father already as well. And Dylan, they're going to be a vital part of this team. I like the receivers. I've always liked the receivers. And I'm not a huge Sammy Watkins guy, uh, but I am a huge Alan Lazard guy. I love what he brings to this team, and I think Rodgers just really trusts him. So I think that'll be a big part of it, too. I think 12 wins just because LaFleur's never never not won 12 games. So I'm going to stick with 12 games uh, here for Green Bay this season. And the division should be theirs. Minnesota's tough. Uh, but the division should be theirs, and then. Uh, but like Leroy said, it who, who cares anymore unless you get to the Super Bowl. We've won the division. Uh, we've been the one seed. It just mm-hmm. doesn't that doesn't matter anymore. We just got to win the Super Bowl.
4: Indeed, win or go home, as they say. Uh, JJ, okay. let's go to you. How about you, sir? Give me your 2022 outlook.
10: Well, first of all, thank you for having me on this show. Um, super honored to be here. Um, I'm going to go off in a little bit direction of a different direction. Um, take a bolder stance um on my own i i think the offense is gonna be fine actually i think first few games of the year probably a slow start i think you're looking at the first two to three games of the season they're gonna struggle a bit offensively as they're finding their groove i'm not concerned about them over the course of the whole year i think finishing as a top 10 D, uh, offense is is not asking too much of this group of guys that we got i have questions about the offensive line how they're gonna uh stack that up i think that there are uh, I think there's a wide range of how good that offensive line could be. It could be really good, could have some struggles similar to last yeah, year. To last year. Um, the the um, defense yeah. obviously gives you a lot of reason to um, be encouraged. I really like, um, you know, for special teams, Rich Passaccia coming in to uh, revamp special teams. I think that he can bring some stability and some consistency. And I think that,
8: Well, there you have it. You
1: can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
8: Listen, if you're still living with bladder accidents, stop. It's time to get your life back. I was just like you until I found Real Relief with Axonics Therapy. It's not a pill or a pad. It's a clinically proven advanced treatment. Get started at FindRealRelief.com. That's FindRealRelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Exonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com.
10: The biggest growth we're going to see is from existing players on the roster, taking a step forward, especially in leadership, uh, bringing along some of the younger guys, keeping them focused, keeping them um, motivated and energized when the chips are down, when your back's up against the wall. Um, I think that, 12 to 14 wins seems fair to me. I think that overall there's, although Devonte Adams is I don't know, an amazing player and he's going to have a fantastic season in Vegas yeah, with Derek Carr, Derek Carr. I still think there is potential for the Packers offense to take a, take a step forward in consistency this year and for the team overall to be more uh, well-rounded than they were last year. I, I, I felt like last year they took a pretty significant step back from where they were in 2020. Um, And as far as the wide receiver group goes, I'm just not that concerned. I think that you got enough guys in there to bang it go. I think Alan Lazard is probably going to start out the year as your wide receiver one, maybe finish out the whole year in that spot. And without Devontae Adams over the last three years in the Matt Lafleur era, Aaron Rodgers has averaged 292 yards in a game, 2.7 touchdowns. They've been fine. They spread the ball around to get to the running backs, the tight ends. We'll have to see, you know, if and when Robert Tunyon is able to return at some point and re uh, booster that tight end room, I think they're going to be able to get it going. Okay. And I think that some of the burden on this team is going to be to work together consistently and maybe get um, some more creative play calling again, uh, akin to what we saw in 2019 and 2020. I'd like to see that again in 2022.
4: All right, you say that three times fast. Pat, what say you? What is your prediction, my brother, for the Packers this season?
1: Well, I'm pretty excited about the defense. I don't think I've been this excited about a Packers defense since uh, number 36 was out there running around Lambeau Field. So, um, Amen. you know, like I – between that, I mean, if, if it was great that we were able to keep Douglas and Campbell, um, you know, if Devontae Wyatt can come in and be another Mike Daniels, uh, I think this could be just, you know, a phenomenal defense. Uh, a little worried about the depth in the secondary. Great top three corners, great pair of safeties, not much beyond that. So uh, they got to stay healthy back there, that's that's critical. Um, very optimistic that the special teams are going to be better, it's almost impossible that they wouldn't be better. I mean, they've got to get a, a dead cat bounce there at minimum. Um, And then, you know, obviously they need Bakhtiari and and Jenkins to be back to full capacity on the offensive line. But, um, you know, obviously the wide receiver core has been a a focus. I would be more worried if we didn't have an offensive line capable of protecting number 12 than uh, if we had a a somewhat depleted wide receiver core. We've got candidates. I mean, uh, you know, hopefully Watson and Dubs are ready to contribute right away. Maybe we can get something out of Sammy. Um, but I'm I'm very optimistic. I'm going to say 12 and five this year. All and right, deep, everyone, and a deep playoff run.
4: Uh, all right, everyone seems to be in agreement. Let's go to the TSS crew real quick, guys. Give us your assessment, Justin. What say you on the Packers outlook?
6: Yeah, I mean, I I can't say really anything more than our incredible panel of fans and Leroy Butler already said. But, but I will say this, just to go off of Mr. Butler. Um, you're absolutely right. You have to beat my 49ers, and you have to beat them in the the worst way, in the trenches right there. And you went out you got two Georgia guys that were part of one of the best defenses last year, one of the hardest-hitting defenses last year. So I think you guys have definitely sealed up for where Mike Daniels was. You guys still have a guy that I really like in Chris Barnes. He's a really good tackler. And then as far as your team outlook goes, I think that, you know, obviously – you're gonna to have to rely on the run a little bit more, but overall, I'm predicting about a ten and six record. Mm-hmm. I Think the defense is gonna be a little tight with the Vikings getting better on offense this year, and also doing the same thing and getting really good on defense in the draft. Come on, Nick.
5: Jesus. What? what seventeen
6: games? <laughs> <laughs> You're right, ten and seven. I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: no, we go and six. That's right. That's right. <laughs>
4: Uh you caught him. All right, Nick, what you got for the uh, Packers twenty two thousand twenty? Can't get used to it yet. <laughs> um,
7: I got twelve and four. Uh, I have twelve and five. My fault, my fault. My fault. My Sorry. Hey, I'm from Florida. We don't we don't have to do math down here. Um, so, so so I got you losing to uh, the Bucks, the Bills, the Eagles. Uh, the Rams and I have you splitting with, uh, Minnesota. Um, right now, as of, as of right now, your, uh, your offensive line rank is, is 14 behind, uh, Detroit. Uh, but again, if you got number 12 out there, you always got a shot. So, uh, I'm, as much as I'm not a fan of, of number 12, uh, you have a shot with him, uh, un- until that last game in January, but, but we'll go uh late later on with that. But yeah, you guys you you guys are going to be fine. Uh you're going to be running the NFC North as always. Uh you're going to run through the NFC and let's just see if if you can um meet the rubber where uh, the road is. Down in the deep in the playoffs. All right, rubber where the road is. He says, <laughs> "I messed it up. I messed it up. I'm sorry. I have not I have a Hall of Famer here. What am I supposed to do?" <laughs>
4: what say you, sir? On the
7: where the rubber meets the road. The-
4: <laughs> rubber <laughs> the road, whatever. What do you say, <laughs> sir? On the uh, Pop- 2022 outlook.
5: Kill Uh, I totally agree with Nick. 12 and 5. I see them splitting with the Vikings. Everything he said Bucks, Bills, Eagles, Rams. Uh, I think they start the season um, 1 and uh, uh, and 2, the first three games. I truly believe, like JJ, I I think Alan Lazard's going to be the number one. I think I I could definitely take him in the top four or five rounds of any fantasy draft. I I really like him a lot. I will be in. I think they got a pretty much cupcake schedule. They got Detroit twice, Chicago twice. They got the my the Jets, my Jets, and the Giants. I will be in Lambo for the Jets game. I'm gonna come visit you, Mr. Butler. But other than that, uh, twelve and five is what it is, and uh, the seven cupcakes.
4: <laughs> yeah. Um. So. So yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't even know what to say after that. Let's go on now. We're gonna talk about the best games on the schedule. Um, we're kind of running low on time here, so I'm just let's just go to our guest here. Leroy Butler, you, sir, tell me, favorite game so far this year on the Packers' 22 schedule?
9: The Cowboys. Mike McCarthy coming back after being fired with four games to go. He goes to the Cowboys, which they think they're going to win it every year. But full disclosure, I was a Cowboy fan growing up my whole life. <laughs> but that has to be a game that America wants to see McCarthy back there. And again, they're playing the Rams too in the Bills. They're going to have a tough schedule. I think for the most part, though, that game, the Cowboy game is circle. Code. Maybe that may be the game that I may want to put my name up. I don't know yet. <laughs> no, I don't know. Breaking news. Hey,
11: that sounds like my you, favorite.
4: That sounds <laughs> like our new favorite game for the Packers. All right. <laughs> All right, Vince, what say you? What's your favorite game on the schedule?
11: I was going to say Cowboys, but since it's taken, I'll go Buccaneers. Uh, I think it's going to be a good game yeah. getting Tom Brady as well. So uh, I think that game's a good one there, too. Um, obviously, Bears. Anytime I play the Bears, it's, it's fun uh, to see the Bears lose. Uh, and outside of that, though, yeah, I'll go Buccaneers for this year. Good job.
2: Man. Pat,
1: we'll go to you on this one, sir. What say you? What's your favorite game on the schedule? Oh, I'm going to go with that game in Buffalo on October 30th, uh, the night before Halloween. Nationally televised, uh, the Bills have the shortest odds of any AFC team. I think they're uh, plus 600 to win it all, plus 300 to represent the AFC. That's going to be a phenomenal matchup. Indeed, I love it, actually. Could be a Super Bowl
4: preview, We never
10: know. JJ, what say you, sir? Well, you know, a lot of the big flagship games have been taken already. I'm going to talk about week (laughs) one against the Vikings because I'm really interested to see uh, sort of a preview of what new head coach Kevin O'Connell is going to do in Minnesota. I'm I'm, I'm interested in what kind of culture he's bringing. Um, I don't expect the Packers to have too much trouble in week one. I think their second matchup toward the end of the season, you know, you're not going to be able to get, you know, use the first game to predict how the second game will go, but, the first game is going to be interesting to me. I think back to uh, 2019 week one, uh, going and playing in Chicago, and you had uh, Zadarius Smith, who's now a Viking, and Preston Smith uh, being coached up by Mike Smith and Mike Pettin, who are now in Minnesota, pinning their ears back, getting after Mitch Trubisky. I think it's going to be interesting to watch Zadarius and Daniil Hunter really get after Aaron, um, and, and I'm curious to see, you know, how well the uh, Packers O-line is going to hold up in that game.
4: Indeed. Lots of good games. I'd go to the TSS crew, but who cares what we think? Because we got to get to the break. Because we got Fantasy Feud coming up. Packers edition. I'm no going to team up. Since they're already lined up, let's just team up. Vince and Leroy, JJ and Pat like the way it's already aesthetically pleasing. And I'll, when we get back, I'll explain the rules. We'll be right back.
11: Hayden, we love Fantasy Football. We do? It's a fantastic game yet. Still not perfect. Like, I hate leaving high-scoring players on my bench. The worst. man. In fact, hate it even more when I put injured players and they're in my starting lineup. Can't have that. And I need a light. The waivers, the trades, every single week, it grinds on me. So, we at Underdog Fantasy want to make fantasy football easier for everyone out there. It's called Best Ball, and we set your optimal lineup for you each and every week. You can do it all year long. We have drafts going all the way from February to week one of the NFL season. What are you waiting for? Use our awesome early sign-up offer to get a little extra something on that first deposit and that first time you play on
12: Underdog Fantasy. You put them up, put them up. reach the sky, touch the stars up above, cause it's one time for the underdog. One
5: time for the underdog. Yeah. All right, so
4: we don't have any fancy buzzers here, unfortunately, gentlemen. So basically what it is is I'm just going to shout out the question. And you will shout out the answer if you know it. Now, on each team, whoever answers first, and it's correct, you'll get control of that round for you guys. And just like Family Feud, you have three strikes to close out the round. If you can't close it out, the other team will get a chance to close it and take the round from you. Does everyone somewhat understand how we're doing it?
7: And it's <laughs> and it's, one, it's one guess per... Um, yeah, one, one guess. Even, even don't when you, don't even, rattle it off.
4: Even when you did the double explanation last time, Nick, it still didn't work. So let's
2: get it started. <laughs> it's
7: I got to try. Hey, Thank I got to try.
11: Brad. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin
6: Jefferson. It's
4: gonna be a long game. <laughs> be a long not gonna be a long game tonight, cause we not only have Packer experts, we got a Hall of Fame legend in the building. I expect a smooth game tonight. Let's start out with question number one. Top five answers on the board. Here's your question. Give me all-time Packers history, top rushing TD leaders of all time. I'm on green. Ahmad Green. I got to, like, look at my my writing here.
10: (laughs) So I, I get to go again now?
4: Yeah, my green is correct. He is number two on this list with 54. So you and Pat control the round. So, uh, Pat, if you got a guess, you can go. Or JJ, if you guys can just kind of go back and forth off each other and see if you can close it out. All right.
1: I'll go with Jim Taylor. Jim Taylor. Nice.
4: Numero Uno on this list with eighty one. So you got number one and number two. You got three, four, and five on the list still with no strikes.
10: I'm gonna take John Brockington. John Brockington.
7: Number
4: nine. I feel like I should say Brockington. All right. What else you guys got?
1: Edgar Bennett. Edgar Bennett.
7: Number 20.
4: Number 20 on the list. Now, again, you got some meat on the bone left, but you now only have one strike remaining.
10: All right. Give me Paul Horning. Paul
4: Horning. Number three. Number three correct with fifty on on the list. All right, you got four and five left still, one strike.
10: I'm gonna take Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones
4: <laughs> Number four on the list with forty one. All right, you got one left here
1: and uh one strike. JJ, you got this?
2: <laughs>
10: I'm nervous I, I'm going to take Vern Llewellyn
3: Vern <laughs> Llewellyn oh! oh!
10: <sighs> <We're> Saved is <laughs>
4: out the round Wow great he job He
9: that on his phone <laughs>
4: I almost said Aaron Rodgers.
10: He's 30. debate between him and Aaron Rodgers.
4: Number 30. He's number five with 37 on this list. Aaron's number
6: seven, by the way. All right. It's
4: 1924.
6: That's some real knowledge right there, man. That's when he played.
4: Indeed. All right. Number two. Let's go to number two. JJ and Pat. JJ and Pat got the first one. Here we go. Question number two. In Packers history, all time, give me their interception leaders. I'm Leroy, say... Butler.
2: Leroy Butler. Leroy Butler. Butler. I can't play this. This <laughs> is like a
7: soft layup.
2: This was like a layup
7: for Leroy. Like here you go,
4: <laughs> Leroy Miller on this list, number four at thirty-eight, uh, tied actually with someone here. So all right, you guys control. What else you got?
11: Go ahead, Leroy. I'll let you have this one.
9: Uh oh, uh, Willie Wood. Who? I'm sorry. Oh, really? Willie Wood. Correct. That's my bad.
4: <laughs> Willie Wood is number two with 48.
11: Yes. I mean, when you think all the time, Willie comes to mind. Herb Adderley is another one.
4: Herb Adderley. 39 on the list here. He is number three. Good job. What else you got?
9: Let's go
4: with Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson. I was waiting for you to get that. I was waiting for you to say that. The man you tied with at 38. So I'm sure you're watching that for sure. All right. Who else you
2: got?
11: I don't know if we're allowed to say this name on your show. Darren Sharper?
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
7: He was number six, but yes, we say other things on on the show, so why not?
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Darren Sharpers loud. You're right. All right, you still got you you have the number one still remaining on this list here. So let let's call it Ooh. out. Let's. Who else you got? You got two strikes left. Ooh, uh,
11: number one is... is it? Bobby Dylan. Bobby Dylan.
4: Dylan takes it number one, fifty two. Intercept, man, you
5: guys are good.
11: Wow. Well, it's, it's, yes, wow. We're, we're not Bears fans. We're actually fans. <laughs> Ooh, <is> in- <laughs> I love it. I love
2: well, it. we'll
7: see how much of a fan you are these next couple
4: uh, questions. That's that. Thank you, Nick. That was my line. Thank you. That was exactly <laughs> what I was about to say, though, because I'm about to really test your fanhood now. Top five answers on the board. Here's the question. The boys having
7: a good time. I like it. That's, hey, that's what
4: we like to see. <laughs> top five answers on the board give me the top five opponents the packers have the best winning percentage against chargers the la
8: chargers lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
11: lucky in line at the deli i guess i In my dentist's office
4: Number one on the list, by the way, you guys are 10 and two against the Chargers.
10: I'm going to take the Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens. Detroit Texans.
4: I think he studied prior to five and two against the Ravens. You guys are, and I'm sorry. What was the next one? Texans. The Houston Texans.
7: This is not even fair. <laughs> <laughs> knew
4: these were coming tonight. He got two Texans. You guys are number two on this list. You guys are four and one. So you got one, two, and three on here. You got four and five left.
1: How about the Carolina Panthers? <laughs> Carolina Panthers. Ah!
4: All right, fellas, two strikes remaining. You got uh, four and five left. Surprise how you rattled off the top three like that. I was That's been impressive. Nobody's done that so far. Browns. The Cleveland Browns. One strike left.
11: Got a time limit on this game. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Buzz coming, guys. Give me a guess.
1: New uh, York Jets.
3: The J-E-T-S no. sucky Jets. Oh, hell no.
2: Hell no
4: indeed. Vince and Leroy, you have a chance to steal... There is a number four and number five team on this list.
9: Read the question again.
4: Sure. Top five opponents that Green Bay has the best winning percentage against.
9: It has to be Detroit. (laughs) The Detroit Lions.
10: (laughs) This is a tough one.
11: Be a team that had a cat as a logo. You Uh, were
4: close. You were close. The Jaguars were number four at five and two. The Cardinals are number five with 47 and 24. All right. So JJ and Pat. You guys are up 2-1 right now. God, I just don't want Vince and, and
7: Leroy to lose. That's all I have to say.
4: Right. So you Actually, you just don't want Leroy to lose.
7: You don't care
9: about Vince. Care.
4: Care. Vince is a pastor. Of course
11: I care. How,
9: all do, right. you, how do you mute Nick? I don't know. Sure, all right. <laughs>
11: so, all right, we're going to
4: go top five answers off on the board. We're going to go exact opposite. Give me the top five opponents – You have the worst winning percentage against the Bills, the Jets.
6: I heard first.
2: Oh, yeah.
10: I'm going to take the
1: Dolphins. America's team, the Miami Dolphins. Dallas Cowboys. You,
4: I just wanted, I wanted to make sure it was mentioned you, the Miami dolphins are number one on this list. Ooh, wee, that makes me feel good. Five and the jets Jets are number three. They're five and eight against the jets. All right. I'm sorry. And the last one was the Cowboys. The Dallas Dallas, Cowboys. Cowboys.
10: I'm going to keep it in the division. We're going to go with the bills. The Buffalo Bills. And I'm going to take the Patriots. <laughs> and
2: the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bring, oh, it I'm bring it home.
10: I'm going to bring it home. Oh, my life. God.
2: The cheese. <laughs> the cheese. I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
7: I think somebody saw the shows beforehand and studied. I did my homework. Yeah. Doing
4: <laughs> your you homework guys. is what it's all about on the show. Listen, See, and it's the best thing is it's all, it's all about, listen, knowledge and stuff. So now you guys know when you talk to fans of different teams, you know who owns who, and that's all kind of good stuff. But listen – We got to get to the worst. Let Let me pull this band aid off. I got to get this over with. Let's congratulate JJ and Pat tonight's winner.
7: Cooper, no, no. I, no.
2: I, I
4: have, no, I have to no. do, it. Have to do, do it. it. It's tradition on the show. Lee, I'm sorry, sir. It's Ruin a our hall night. of
7: famer and I, a pastor. Yeah. Right.
4: I'm sorry. It's tradition on the show for all of our losers tonight to get the award.
7: <laughs> get the
2: award. So
5: you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir.
9: Y'all better pay your tides. Y'all better pay your <laughs> I literally thought
4: about this all day. I was like, man, just please let let Leroy Butler win tonight. Please, let, let I can't believe this happened. JJ, you're never coming on my show again. Though. Good job, bro. Great job
2: <laughs> show. My, my face anywhere on <laughs> the
4: Great, great job indeed, though tonight, fellas. All right, let's take one last quick break. We come back. We're going to talk about fantasy rankings on a fantasy show. Can you believe it or not? We'll be right back. Hey, everyone, it's Commissioner Cooper from TSS Fantasy. Want to give your own fantasy league that extra professional touch? <laughs> Say less. We got you. TSS was based off a show that we did on our own fantasy league. Night,
2: night, night, sorry. And now possible you. are on your
4: way. <laughs> now we want to bring that professional fun and creative side to your fantasy league and you can do it for as low as five dollars
1: extra per owner oh my
4: i will guarantee it will increase your interactions within the league create more fun friendly banter and give your league that extra real life feel that you didn't know it needed Look forward to interacting with you and your league soon. Don't forget TSSFantasy.com. Go visit it today. Get signed up. We are the Fantasy Show of the People. Show Fantasy Show the People. Indeed, let's get it started. It's time for some rankings. Are you ready? Uh- Hey, well, of course, we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers, our boy from last year. We all remember as the Aaron Rodgers fantasies went on last year. I was praying he'd be come down to Miami. Unfortunately, stayed in Green Bay where last year he was number six overall uh, doing Aaron Rodgers things, although with Devontae Adams. Um, This year, where I have him ranked, taking a step down, just like I had the prediction for them. And I also feel like, you know, Leroy Butler and all of you guys have hit on some really key points, I think. I think this year, and this would just be, you know, who who the hell am I? But I think this year you'll see towards the end of the season – They'll actually commit more to this running game, and as you guys talked about, have a more playoff-style-like team to take them further in the playoffs. With that being said, Aaron Rodgers has to be down a little bit in the rankings. I have him right now 13th, right outside the top ten. Justin,
2: what? see
6: you there. Oh, I got him at 10. Um, I think you ha- you hit a couple good points. You know. They're probably be run centric, but that doesn't mean that he's not going to dump it off to Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Jones a lot. Um, so you know, I'm predicting that Aaron Jones is going to have multiple, multiple touchdown games, like he's going to be going Aaron Jones of early last year. He wore he was having four touchdowns in a game, um, in some of these games. And, and I think Alan Lazard is a talent. Uh, is he number one? Probably not, but I think he can definitely work with what he's got there. And uh, obviously, he'll have Big Bob Tunyon back, uh, who had 10 touchdowns before he was uh, injured. So I think Aaron will take a step back, but I don't think it's as big of a step as we all think it will be. Nick, what say you, sir?
7: I'm going to keep it short. I'm going to say what you
5: said, Coop. 13.
4: Okay, great analysis there. The Jester, what say you, sir, on Aaron Rodgers?
5: There's no way he can drop that far. I'm thinking right around eight. Uh, He's he's still got talent, weaker conference, weak division. I I think he's right at eight.
4: Okay, so eight, 13. I mean, you know, we're kind of almost splitting hairs at this point. Leroy Butler, what say you, sir? Do we have Aaron in the right spot?
9: I think he's a top-ten quarterback only because he never throws interceptions. I think he'll pick up more rushing touchdowns because the offensive line may not be where he wants it to be. And I think he will see you will see more big plays with play action with Christian Watson and Sammy Watkins. So bigger plays, his attempts may come down. I get that. When Devontae was there, it was averaging around thirty. I think the attempts would be you know around twenty five, but the efficiency and more touchdowns on the ground from him. Pat,
4: we'll go to you on this one next. What say you on Aaron on our rankings? Where do you have him?
1: Yeah, I got him twelfth, and uh, you know I have him. Uh, I agree with Leroy saying that the attempts are going to come down, not only because you know there's no more Devontae Adams and they're going to run the ball more, but because that defense is so good. I don't think they're going to be in as many shootouts as some other teams. So uh, fewer attempts, still very efficient, but he's just not going to have the the monster games because he might not need to. Mm, great stuff, indeed. JJ, you sir, what? Where do you have him at?
10: Well, I can't put him outside the top 10 um, other than uh, 2013 and 2017 when he didn't play close to a full schedule. He's never finished outside the last 10, uh, top 10 in the last decade. I'm looking at over the last three years in Matt LaFleur's offense. He's played, uh, what, seven games, I think, without Devontae. Um, across those seven games, he has averaged... Uh, 22.5 fantasy points. Um, If you uh, average that across a a whole season, that would have made him uh, QB number four last year um, in between uh, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Um, I I think Aaron is Aaron and uh, the weapons around him are different, but I think he's still going to be the same guy. He is Um, comfortably inside the top 10 for me. I'm I'm not concerned about his uh, fantasy, um, you know, outlook dropping off that much. All right, Vince, what say you, sir?
11: Yeah, I've got them six or seven, somewhere in that range. Pat made a great point about the defense and the games being close. But the other thing i got to remember, they might call more run plays. That doesn't mean Rodgers is going to hand it off. So uh, you might see him still throwing the ball around. And the way that the quarterbacks uh, get credit for the pass, for those little jet sweeps where they just kind of pitch it in front and things like that, they're going to be basically run plays, but they're going to count as a pass. So he's going to get points for those two. And I think they're going to see some, uh, as was mentioned before already, some deeper shots this year uh, take the field. And as much as I liked Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he dropped a lot of passes. And now they can get people like Sammy Watkins catching those deep passes, that's going to help them too. So I'll put him six or seven.
4: All right. Sounds Love good. It. All right. Let's go to the running back position. Last year, Aaron Jones in 15 games was 13th overall. I mean, not too shabby, missing a couple of games in there. Uh, A.J. Dillon, um, you know we saw what he served as when when um, Aaron Jones was out and when he was in. they both served as great backs, a great tandem, and like I said earlier, if they 're going to really start to devote to the run game, especially as it starts to get cold and and listen i mean i 'm not a rocket science, and I do live in miami, but you, i mean i 'm sorry, I do live in Florida, but you guys you 're in Green Bay, like why do you not have a running game is that that should be exactly what you do in the cold tundra that 's perfect. So right now, I have Aaron Jones this year. He's my 10th running back, and I have A.J. Dillon, my 17th running back, because I just think that running game is really going to start to click down the stretch. Justin, what say you, sir? Uh,
6: Aaron Jones at number 11, A.J. Dillon at number 20. Um, The reason being, Aaron Jones has more of the receiving upside. Last year, you saw it. uh, A.J. Dillon kind of took over as the goal line back. From the five-yard line to the end zone, he took 50% of the carries. Aaron Jones only had 30%. Um, You see Aaron Jones come in for big plays. So when they need a big play, he's getting the ball. I think he has more of a kind of a a lighter end of what Austin Eckler had last year, where he's still below 1,000 yards on both receiving and rushing, but he totals about 1,500 yards. Gets within the range of, you know, 10 to 15 touchdowns. Has a really, really good year. Uh, I'm drafting him everywhere. And then A.J. Dillon, I think, has definitely got a thousand yard back written all over him. If it's not this year, it's next year. Um, He had 800 yards last year, and they were kind of underutilizing him until the, the back end of the season. What they really just try and do is they try and get it downfield with Dylan, and they try and make the big plays with Jones, and it works because Jones knows how to go out and catch 60-yard passes, and Dylan knows how to work really hard in between the tackles.
4: Nick, what say you on the Green Bay backfield? And you're – oh, I'm sorry, you're on mute, mm-hmm. sir.
1: yes. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Shut up!
7: Vince, I'm not coming back on the baseball show. That's it. Forget it. I'm out.
2: <laughs>
7: if it wasn't for Kevin, um, no. So I got I got Aaron Jones at 16, um, and I have Mr. Um, Dylan at 20. And here's why: because last year uh, Aaron Jones only played 15 games, and he got outpaced. Uh, by uh, Dylan who played the full schedule, but he only, he, he only outpaced him over by like a hundred yards. So again, if he had 799 yards, so if you extrapolate those numbers out to a full season, he would have gotten over a over thousand yards, no no problem. And then, and then he had four, four touchdowns and then he had five big runs of over 20 yards. And then plus that, I think his, his receiving game is, is going to be uh, elevated this year too with, again, like with, well, like we've been saying, with the absence of uh, star receivers uh, in um, in uh, Devontae, so I think he, he goes up. He starts at sixteen, and he can go up at least five or six more slots when it's all said and done.
4: Indeed, a mouthful. How about you, Fred? What say you on the Packers backfield?
5: I'm going to do this quick, so I want to hear the host. Uh, I got um, Aaron Jones at nine. I got Dylan at 16. Aaron Jones will get a lot more carries. I think he's going to be healthy this year, um, basically, and and, and that's it. He's going to get more running opportunities.
4: Wait a minute, Fred. You have rankings? I do, sir. Where are your rankings at? uh, We have a website, and you're not not, here. Uh, No, no. No, 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 no Mine are on special website. Oh, you don't have it. Vince, let's start with
7: you. Know last ones. time. Let's it's called it. the McDonald's napkin.com. <laughs> <laughs> right before the show. Right before
2: the show. Vince,
11: what are you say on the Packers' running backs? I got Aaron Jones at eight. Uh, again, he's going to be catching the ball a lot out of the backfield this year. I got Dylan at 16. Um, Dylan is special, man. The more you watch him play, And I love Aaron Jones, and I think Aaron Jones should be the number one running back out of Green Bay. But Dylan is awesome, and everybody thinks he just runs over people, but he's got moves, too, and he's got good speed, too. So we're going to continue to see uptick in him, as the other guys have said. So I've got Jones late first round, early second round, and I've got Dylan late second round in the third round.
4: How do you have the same rankings as a guy who just did it on a crayon? I don't even understand.
2: All right, let's go to
11: Let's Go to you, yeah, sir. They're sharing notes.
10: <laughs> where, do you, where do you have the Packers' backfield? Sorry, did you say me? Yes, sir. My bad. Yeah. Okay. So last year, the Packers' offensive line did a fantastic job pass blocking. The run blocking was a big problem. Um, neither run back running back could get any yards before contact all their work was coming after contact if that changes i think you're going to see monster numbers from both of these guys the problem is they're stealing uh touches from each other i think both of these guys um have a lot of value in ppr we do get the ball to the running backs a lot i think aj dylan is an underrated receiver aaron jones i, I think he's gonna get 50 plus uh targets for sure this year so um Certainly he's going to get some value there in the receiving game. Um, But, you know, one of the the things that you really want to see is some of those long runs that just didn't come last year. There was just um, not enough uh, good run blocking up front for him. So um, he had two top five uh, rated um, running backs via PFF last year. and they were middle of the pack in fantasy points. Part of that, I think, is robbing each other. Um, and, and part of it has to do with the blocking. So uh, it, it's a frustrating answer, but, but a lot of it has to do for me in the progress that you see from the offensive line in that run blocking. But I, I, I still think both of these guys are going to b- both provide a ton of starting value for you. Um, but I don't know that you're going to get uh, RB1 upside from either one of them.
4: All right, Pat, let's go to you, sir. What say you on where these Packers running backs should be?
1: Well, with no Devontae Adams, I think the Packers are going to run the ball at a higher rate. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to target his running backs at a higher rate. So um, last year down the stretch, we saw uh, Dylan sort of out-carry Jones in the games they played together. The last eight they played together, I think it was Dylan 13.7 a game, Jones 10.2. But we've also seen Jones' targets spike whenever Devontae Adams has been out. So I've got Jones uh, running back 9 and Dylan at 22. All right, right in the wheelhouse. Mr. Butler, what say
4: you, sir, on the Packers running backs?
9: Well, if you if you watch the Saints over the years, I go back to look at Kamara and Ingram when they played together. Aaron Jones like Kamara, and Ingram would be like A.J. Dillon. And I, I think overall, I think I would agree with a, a couple things that were said. Aaron Jones may be your best receiver in the slot, so they'll play both together. So I think J.J. is right. They may cancel each other out. But overall, A.J. Dillon inside the 10, he's going to get more touchdowns on the run. Big plays for Aaron Jones. is going to do what Christian McCaffrey did a couple years ago before he got hurt, lots of targets. That's the only thing I'm worried about. If you give him a lot of targets and get him running wild, AJ, um, Aaron Jones may not play all 17 games. But I would have Aaron Jones at 10 and A.J. Dillon at 12.
4: Ooh, we got there. That's gonna be the monster backfield indeed. All right, let's go on to the receivers. And listen, I'm just gonna be real with everybody. I'm looking at these receivers. I don't I don't know what to say. We got Christian <laughs> yeah. Watson, we got Randall Cobb, you got Sammy Watkins, uh Rombo Dobbs, and Amari Rogers. <clears throat> I'm gonna to go to our panel because I don't know who's gonna show up. So let's go to the experts. Pat, let's go to you. Give me one of these receivers, a couple of these, all of these receivers. Give me guys to watch out for in this Packers receiving
11: court.
1: Oh, man. So, I, you know, if I was putting a bet down as to who was going to lead the Packers in catches and yardage, I'd have to go with Lazard. But I also think, you know, 700 yards could maybe lead the Packers in receiving this year. If there was a guy I was going to bet on to be a 1,000-yard receiver, I'd bet on Christian Watson. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's likely to happen, but I think if there is a 1,000-yard receiver uh, lurking in this wide receiver core, it's probably Watson, um, a guy with that sort of size and speed. I mean, you know, it's it's the Randy Moss prototype. I'm not saying he's going to be Randy Moss, of course, um, but, man, like the, that, the raw physical tools there, if he can hit the ground running and get on the same page with Rodgers, I mean, he could really pop, and I'm— I'm just sort of intrigued about what Sammy Watkins could potentially do. I know the guys had kind of a star crossed career, but um, if he can put it all together and just stay healthy for one year, it would be interesting to see what he could do with Rogers. So Vince, do you concur? To, are we going to call him Randy Watson after this season? <laughs>
11: Listen, I'm a diehard Packer fan. I'm named after Lombardi. I got a son named Brett. Uh, I love Green Bay. I'm a homer in many ways. I'm not drafting a Packer wide receiver in my fantasy team this year, just because I don't know. Um, I don't like saying that, but I really don't. I, I love Alan Lazard. He's going to get touchdowns. Uh, again, I said, I'm not really a huge a Watkins fan. So there's that. And then the rookie, you just, you don't know what you're getting out of them yet. Um, and Rodgers typically doesn't do a whole lot of preseason games. And so you're talking about slower starts typically, especially with new receivers. So, I'm trying to avoid them. You had the potential. Amari Rodgers, everybody's talking up Amari Rodgers this year within the organization. Um, they're saying he's looking a lot better. He's got that dynamic athlete ability, the Randall Cobb of old uh, kind of mindset there. So maybe he comes on. Lazard, like I said, is going to catch touchdowns. So if I'm going to draft one, it's probably Lazard. I think it's the safest bet. Uh, and then Christian Watson is the the, you know, if you're going to take a risk, that's probably where I'm taking my risk.
4: Mr. Butler, what say you, sir, is there a receiver in this core you like or think might stand out this season, or do you got a few that you think might stand out?
9: Well, I'll say this. Uh, MVS a couple years ago led the league at 20.9 yards a catch. If you look at Christian Watson, although it's North Dakota State, he also averaged over 20 yards a catch. So that's your risk-reward. But for me, if you listen to any interview by Sammy Watkins, you understand a guy that knows everything negative about him, and he kind of agrees with it. He just wants the opportunity to come in and show with a Hall of Fame quarterback that he can get back to when he was a number four overall pick. And not to mention, he's the one guy in that room that has a Super Bowl ring. So I'm, I would definitely take Sammy Walker.
4: Mm, indeed, like that one. All right, J.J., what say you? What's a guy you like in this receiving core, or two?
10: Well, uh the the last couple of answers have been really smart and have covered pretty much all the bases. I'll say I think Alan Lazard is gonna be a thousand yard receiver this year. Um, but Boy. you know, to go along with what Vince is saying, I, I usually don't like touching Packers wide receivers ever. You know, Devontae Adams obviously was really special, but one of the things with the Packers offense has been true for years. They spread the ball around and any player can go off and go off in fantasy any week. It's just kind of too unpredictable, whether that's a, you know, a tight end, any one of the receivers just week to week. There's just not enough predictability. And it, look, Aaron Rodgers is going to throw for over 4,000 yards again this season. I think there's a lot of yards that have to be divvied up a uh, lot of targets. I think Al Lazard is probably the only one I would touch in any kind of early round at all, you know, uh, five, six or earlier, I would like to take a flyer on Christian Watson and see maybe he does pop this year. Um, but also, you know, I, I, I'm not going into this year expecting he has to be a big contributor this year for him to be a, a good pick long-term or for the Packers offense to succeed this year. So I'm largely staying away from uh, receiving options um, in fantasy from the Packers this year.
4: All right, Justin, what say you, somebody on the receiving core you like? Uh, well, I mean, everybody said,
6: the big names. Um, I'm actually going to go with a complete wild card here. <laughs> Randall Cobb in the slot is a freaking monster. And last year he had five touchdowns only on three starts. So I'm looking at him. I'm looking at this as a possible option where, you know, he spent most of his career, if not all of his, well, actually no, not all of his career. Cause he, he went to a different team. Uh, he went to Houston uh, with Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron's, known this guy for a long time trust this guy and he gets to work in the shortest field and you know go out there catch a couple touchdowns in the red zone i think randall cobb could be worth a flyer at the very back end of your draft and especially in best ball if he ends up having two touchdown weeks you know you could be going like oh wow Out of nowhere, Randall Cobb was my wide receiver, too, in best ball this week. So that's my guy. Bookend it. Randall Cobb. Everybody else is really great, though. I think Lazard's going to be a 1,000-yard guy as well.
4: Randall Cobb made it on a fantasy feud a time or two last year because he led the league in a certain – I forgot what weeks it was, but led the league in red zone targets. Um, so he was definitely – thought i to throw him there on a few because I would love to see when someone throw that one out there. All right, Nick, what say you? Give me someone you like on there, or do you just agree with someone who has already given all their analysis?
7: Pretty much what everyone said. I got um, <laughs> I got Watson at 35, and I got Lazard right now at 41 just because last year um, uh, Adams had 1,000 – had 1,500 yards, and then Lazard. Then Lazard had 513. So it's going to be, it kind of reminds me of the Keyshawn Wayne Corbett deal when Corbett was really, really good when Keyshawn was there. And then when Keyshawn left, Corbett came right back down to earth and he wasn't ready to be the number one guy. So is Lazard ready to be the number one guy? So that's why I'm a little skeptical, but uh, that's what I have as far as, my rankings nick is just trying to segue with that fred he had to throw
4: you with the Keyshawn Wayne for a i mean who where is that comparison i just want to throw it to you all michael right, urban ahead,
7: alvin harper i mean you want to go that one That yeah, better yeah, that's
4: better yeah all right Fred, go ahead what say you sir
5: listen i think everybody's everybody has said enough um i said it earlier i like alvin lazard i like him in the fifth round um, he's my guy. If if he's there, I'm grabbing him up. I think I think he's gonna have a great rapport with Aaron Rodgers. He's been there for a few years already. He's gonna be my guy. All
4: right, let's close out with the tight end position. Talked about Robert Tunyon, um the ACL injury. Not sure about his status going into the start of season, although it looks like he would it looks like he might be able to go. I know you guys have another guy which I can't pronounce his name, so I'm gonna go back Aguirre. to me. Thank you. Appreciate it. I didn't even want to try because I was like, I haven't heard it yet, and I
2: didn't want to try. It.
4: <laughs> so I'm not really sure to be honest with you where to rank these guys. I'm always as far as fantasy is concerned, I've always believed consistency is key. Robert Tunyon's not consistent. So and I believe I, I'm gonna start with Vince on this one because I believe I was on your show last year and you were talking Robert Tunyon up. I do remember this. So I'm gonna go to you now and you tell yeah. me about the Packers tight ends.
11: Well, injuries really, really crushed Robert Tunyon last year. Uh, He showed two years ago that he can be a legit threat in the Aaron Rodgers uh, offense. And, again, it's another guy Rodgers likes. And so if he's healthy, Tunyon's going to catch touchdowns. There's no doubt about it. DeGuar, we haven't seen enough of him yet. He played more at the end of the year uh, because of injury issues and looked pretty decent. Um, I'm not sure what his relationship with Rogers is. Maybe Leroy knows that a little better. Um, and Mercedes is going to catch him yeah. too, but he's not a fantasy tight end. So if you're looking for fantasy tight end, you're looking at Robert, Robert Tunyon, as long as he's healthy, he'll be legit. Uh, but you got to see, see if he's healthy or not.
4: JJ, you like any of the Packers tight ends?
10: Well, um, maybe Leroy has uh, insider information on uh, how healthy Tunyon might be. I certainly don't, uh, although uh, we saw some footage of him at uh, Titan University. Seems like he's feeling okay. So I'm, I'm holding out hope that he'll be ready to go at the start of the season. We'll see. I don't think that, uh, you know, although I super love Aguara and Mercedes Lewis, uh, both of them averaged less than three points a game in fantasy last year. It's just not worth rostering. And, and that was with Tunyon being gone all year. So um, if there is a Packers tight end to pick up, it's clearly Tonian. And I think that if he's healthy, um, he will certainly benefit from Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. trust. I think that there's um, a, a big opportunity for his targets to go up. Even before the injury last year, he wasn't playing quite at the same level that he had been in 2020. Um, and coming off the injury, you certainly have questions. And I think he, he would even say he has questions himself for, you know, getting back to who he was. Uh, but he's clearly the only, only Packers tight end that I think is super worth any kind of looking fantasy.
4: All right, Pat, what say you, sir? You like any of these Packer tight ends?
1: Yeah, if Tunyon's healthy, outside shot to be a top 12 tight end, that's not where I'd rank him, um, you know, closer to, to the 20th area. But um, if he is healthy and he gets some of that touchdown luck he had in uh, 2020, who knows? All right, Leroy, what say you, sir? You like any of the big guys?
9: Uh, no. <laughs> uh, but you know what? As a guy, if you want to take a fly on late or even on the waiver wire late, if somebody gets hurt, pick up Tyler Davis. Oh. He's going to get, if you don't know him, I'm for it. He's going to get a lot of opportunities to be the pass catching tight end. Josiah DeGuara is going to be your move guy, H-back type. So he may not get a lot of opportunities. But by the time Tunyon comes back, you'll be in the playoffs. And I don't know if you want to waste a roster spot of a guy sitting there all year. But I think Tyler Davis is a guy on the waiver wire. If you get an injury somewhere, pick him up. Because I'm telling you, he has chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers likes him. So just listen when Aaron Rodgers is talking. If he mentions the guy's name, pick that guy up.
4: Oh, we, this is why we're doing the summer vacation. Cause we're getting all this insider knowledge. I can't wait. I'm definitely going to be picking him up my drafts with my, with my certainly in my late
2: rounds for sure.
4: <laughs> love it. All right. We're going to be closing things out tonight. I run a little bit late. I apologize to our guests. Let's close things out tonight. First we'll start with Pat. Let everyone know where they can subscribe and follow all of your great stuff,
1: sir. Oh, you're on mute, sir. You, sir sorry about that uh check out all of my work at fantasy pros uh you know everything you need for your 2022 drafts uh i have a, a weekly podcast fits on fantasy people can find me on twitter at fits underscore ff and i just want to thank you guys for having me and uh what a great honor to be in with uh the hall of famer to be Leroy Butler, and I can't wait to see his speech in August. So, um, thanks, so thanks again much. for yeah. having me, guys.
4: Yeah, no, we appreciate having you. We'll definitely have you on later in the season for sure. We have lots of fun games, so definitely love to have you back on. JJ, my brother, thanks again for coming on. Let, let everyone know where they can follow and find you and all your great stuff.
10: Yeah, th- thank you so much for having me on here. This has been an absolute blast. Uh, I'm super humble to be on here. If you guys want to uh, engage with me and talk Packers, I'm on Twitter at jj l a h e y, and then check out the Packernet Podcast Network where I host Cheese and Packers, and also PackersTalk.com, dot uh, com where I host No Huddle Radio. The Roy really want to get you on one of those shows. Would love to talk football with you.
4: Nice, nice little plug there at the end. Well, like he got it though. right before I go. Let me try to throw that out. Yeah, no, absolutely appreciate that, sir. Got yeah, to talk listen. to my
9: agent, Freddie. Freddie's my agent.
4: All right, All right. there you Good go. Team. All right. Listen, <laughs> I'm gonna say this too. I'm gonna say this, JJ. Just don't think, don't think that I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play that little, uh, little clip of you destroying my game tonight. And making me hit the hit the award, I'm I'm and I'm oh. tagging, I'm tagging Packer, Packers Nation. So it's all on you, bro. All right,
10: Vince, <laughs> I'm gonna go. be floating belly up in the river.
6: Yeah, he'll never be showing up at Lambeau Field again. He'll be under oh. the Lambeau Field.
10: <laughs> well, Vince,
4: let everyone know where they can follow and find and subscribe all your great stuff, sir.
11: Yeah, I want to thank all of you except for Nick for letting me be on the show uh, tonight. Really appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> My My pleasure, sir. On Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove, our show, the Sports Stove podcast. Uh, Found anywhere you get your podcasts uh, as well. Uh, We do host, uh, and Nick is on often on our uh, Belly Fantasy Baseball show as well. So you can catch that on Sundays as well. And, again, thank you for letting me come on. Uh, Leroy, you're my first favorite Packer. uh, So it's a real honor to be on with you. Looking forward to Hall of Fame week and uh, Gilbert Brown, that's going to be the speech too. Looking forward to that one. He's in, he's introducing you, I believe, and uh, so it's gonna be a good time. So uh, thank you for letting me be on. And uh, as JJ said, Leroy will reach out to your to your agent uh, and try to get you on the show sometime.
4: <laughs> yeah. So Leroy, so you know, yeah, there you go, Leroy. <laughs> just so you know. Your are Vince's first, his last, his everything. My, uh, Every, everyone's <laughs> already following you, Leroy, so I don't know what you have to tell them. But is there any, like, charity, anything you're doing, anything you want to plug, just please feel free. Get your time. Again, it's been an honor, and we appreciate you having you in. There's your time, sir. Go I, ahead. Plug it.
9: I appreciate it. Yeah, you can always follow me at Leap36 on Facebook and on Twitter. On, on Instagram, is Leap3636. And, of course, you see the Leap Vodka somewhere around here. But I got a new lemonade vodka mix called Leaping Lemonade. So if you're in the state of Wisconsin, you can pick that up anywhere. alcohol. If they don't have it, go on and say, you must get the guy that started the leap. Here's a new lemonade. And it's with Robin Yau. Because so Robin Yow has it's called Robinade. So we collaborated, two Hall of Famers from the Brewers and the Packers, and made one of the best products out there. This has been Fantastic. And yes, uh, Freddie is my agent. He takes too much of a percentage, but (laughs) he always gets me work. So (laughs) thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Freddie.
4: We appreciate having you on. And listen, if Freddie's your agent, not only will you be back on our show next year,
9: Well, our excuse me <laughs> this
4: year, this year, but we'll we'll definitely be expecting a sponsorship from the Lemonade Company too, my brother. Absolutely, <laughs> Freddy,
6: Freddy, uh, my people are calling you, my brother. And some samples, and some samples. <laughs> so, <laughs>
4: Now we appreciate you. And, and again, and all, and, you know, as everyone said tonight, it's been a great honor to have you in and congratulations on your indu- induction into the hall of fame. Very well deserved. You know what? We usually have an outro tonight. You know, we have our usual outro, but I think tonight in honor, why don't we play go out tonight on the first Lambo leap again? I think just in honor, Leroy, oh, be a nice way, yeah. nice way to go out, get us pumped up tonight.
3: We go, pack, go.
4: Guys, go Pack, go. Thank you guys for being on, and we are
3: out. Second down. Here's Evans back to throw on second down. They chase him out of the pocket. It's a screen. And he sets a screen up, and it's knocked down at a 38-yard line. a and fumble. A tackle. Do the Packers have the ball? Apparently, they do. And they're going to give it to Roy the Packers. goes to the touchdown, is that a touchdown or not? Well, they don't know whether to call it. Nobody wants to call anything. If, well, the officials are going to confer. Let's see what they're going to do here. I thought he was tackled. Did he fumble, or did they get a touchdown? It is a touchdown for Leroy Butler. Holy cow, and the fumble recovery. And the Packers go up 20 to nothing. Oh, what a play. I didn't even see it, Jim, but this may definitely bring back instant replay because I don't think one official on the field knew what happened, I I didn't either. either.